My Hockey Hero is proudly supported by eBay Canada. Hi, uh, my name is Reese Waters and I am the producer on My Hockey Hero. And um, this is a bonus episode where I wanted to let Dean talk and to share his perspective on um, the stories we've told so far and the stories we keep hoping to tell. Dean Burns started collecting hockey cards in the 70s and was especially excited to get cards of black NHL players who looked like him. Fast forward all these decades and as CTV's Paul Hollingsworth shows us, his massive collection is now the inspiration for a podcast celebrating his hockey heroes. Dean, this is awesome. Thanks for doing this bonus episode. Yeah, thanks, uh, Reese. Uh, really excited to uh, keep things uh, moving forward and to uh, provide a little bit more insight into how the project's been going so far and uh, just being so uh, so impressed to hear the stories of, of these players from the Black Hockey Card Collection. And what kind of feedback have you had from people from um, the stories you've told so far? Well, I think the, the feedback's been very... Uh, positive from what we've seen in terms of the uh, the audience uh, and ratings, which you've shared in terms of uh, the listeners that we've had out there. And we've had some presence in social media. And of course, uh, at various times throughout this journey, um, we'd be able to amplify the stories for players in local media across Canada. So I think it's just been uh, great to sort of amplify the, the player stories. You know, I'm like pretty new to hockey. Um, sometimes people laugh at me because I still call it ice hockey from time to time. So I think the thing is, even though I'm not massively uh, experienced, you know, I'm not a hockey nut, I guess. I would say that the the, the thing that's always appealed to me about this is the stories of the individuals and, the, you know, the, the experience they've had and the story that they have to tell. I feel like I've learned so much in the last 10 episodes, um, you know, speaking to them and, and helping you make this show. Um, have, have, do you feel like you've learned anything from from this experience? You're very knowledgeable about hockey. Um, and I know you've done a lot of research into all the players, but was there anything that you learned that you didn't know beforehand? Well, I think it's brought the um, the hockey community closer and, and if, uh, especially the diverse hockey community closer so I think when, when you're a minority and um, it, it can be an isolating experience, particularly in the game of hockey, if you're a one person of color amongst many. So I think um, the what's being inspiring is the representation aspect of people reflecting upon and sharing their, their stories and u- their uniqueness to the game. So I think that's one thing that's been sort of um, surprising to me, how much the common bonds are between the player stories or actually the bonds are between the players. And as well, I, I just have a feeling that uh, that the way that this has been amplified, it must be comforting for many people who uh, who are um, you know diverse people in the game to sort of latch on and be inspired. For people who might not know the story of this podcast, how did we end up turning your card collection into a podcast? The card collection became into a podcast largely from an interest in having a conversations with a few players when the collection started and things they shared with me, I thought was really interesting. It'd be really beneficial to broaden um, what they've shared with others. So it became more than a card collection of representation. We extended representation into more dialogue about uh, the unique stories and the diversity that these players brought to the game. eBay was a great brand partner as I collected almost all my 
cards exclusively from eBay. The fact that uh, eBay was supportive of the podcast was, um, I was really appreciative of that because I, I think it was good that we have representation in cards, but they understood that, uh, you know, inclusion goes further. And the fact that we were able to now tell the stories of the players and get more of their stories out there, um, it was a really good fit to just continue on from my collection to the podcast. And I'm not sure what we'll do next, but, um, but there was a connection with eBay and really appreciative that uh, they were supportive. And, and also they went one step further by making a corporate donation to hockey equality. And there was a really good symmetry in terms of that program and the work that uh, Anthony Stewart and his wife and other partners are doing to break down barriers for equity deserving groups in the GTA. So we were really, really uh, fortunate again and uh, flattered by their contribution. And what about the goal of this project? Well, like, what was the, the what was your dream scenario for when we, we made these episodes for the, the impact they could have? Yeah, the impact that I was hoping they would have would be to help normalize the experiences, um, truly unique stories from players that are almost are mostly all Canadian. There's a few American players, but mostly all Canadian who uh, have a passion for hockey and um, share a lot of things that all Canadians do in terms of their their interest and joy of how they got to join the the experience of hockey, um, stars they looked up to, the fact that they listened to Hockey Night in Canada as young people and, and watched hockey and their favorite stars and aspired to be like them. And they all talk about um, things they overcame and mentors who helped them along the way. One of the things I found really interesting was like they were obviously on hockey cards and you collected their cards, but how many of them were passionate card collectors as kids themselves and they all seem to talk about the kind of games they used to play with them as well it seems like see you know for most of the players seeing themselves on the card was such a big deal yeah it definitely was i think there was that uh, common experience of people that remember what it was like to aspire to play in the nhl and have a card for them it was a big moment for them to um, to have their own hockey card and share with their families when they got their card yeah, I think for a younger audience as well, for them to know that their heroes were exactly the same as them, you know, looking at the same cards, you know, maybe collecting them from Tim's as well. Like it's kind of. Oh, like definitely, it's like definitely full circle. circle. And uh, um, I would say a good majority though did talk about having the card experience and uh, looking up to players. And feeling like they made it when they finally saw their first card. Yeah, there was definitely that moment of, uh, you know, they're they're here to stay or. They've, they've made it and overcome uh, many challenges to, to actually make it to NHL once they saw their, saw their card. And in fact, many of them also remembered where they were when, they, uh, when the, the, the photo on the card was taken, which I thought was pretty remarkable as well. In most cases, they knew exactly where they were. I guess it's like when, when a big, like something important happens in history or a big moment in your life, that kind of old day is boomed into your brain. So it kind of shows how much you must have meant to them, I guess. Yeah, I think in the moment they remembered and upon reflection so many years later for so many players too, um, some, so many positive flashbacks about experiences. And I'm sure that's probably cemented into their, their brains as, a, as a, a positive moment. If you're enjoying My Hockey Hero and thinking about starting your own hockey card collection, I'd suggest you start with eBay. 
eBay is all about connecting communities and fueling passions. Because of its thriving card collector community, I was able to make my dream come true by collecting the rookie cards of the NHL's black and biracial players. Start your own collection at ebay.ca slash hockey cards. Now, what, you know, what, when we teamed up to kind of pitch this and, and kind of get it produced and everything, um, it was, you know, it moved very quickly. But looking back now, now we've had a t- time to, to pause once we kind of wrapped up season one. How are you, what, what are you most proud of, I guess, from, from what we've worked on and what you've done so far over the last few months? I think really that um, we've done exactly what we had hoped to do. There's more to the story than you see on a card, I guess. And really, all the stories are really unique. Many players talk about um, the passion they've had for the game. And um, I, th- I think just the fact that um, there's a little bit of camar- camaraderie around the players, too, that um, have sort of entered this space and created this diversity over time. So I think there's a little bit of a, a proud moment that uh, most of the players look back on and reflect upon that really is quite unique uh, what they've added to history i i love how open they were about um not only the the things that really mattered to them and the experiences they had but really open about how it made them feel and and op- open up uh, about you know the emotion and um what it meant to them and the disappointment as well i, f- I felt like absolutely and the unique thing again about these stories is um from one nhl game to 500 it was special for all to step on that ice for the first time. And even if it was the on, only game they played, like Sean the Sheriff uh, uh, shared with us, uh, McMorrow, Sean the Sheriff McMorrow said, you know, how much that one moment in his life meant. The fact that he got to play his one and only NHL game in Toronto where he grew up. And then there was Bernie Saunders talking about, you know, him and his brother, uh, tears in their eyes when he got the call that he was going to be playing for the Quebec Nordiques, you know, after so many years of toiling and, and, and these players do know they're special. Not everyone gets a chance to say they ever played in the NHL. Also as well, how many of the players spoke about other players we'd interviewed inspiring them. They're like, you're right. There was this kind of network of like mutual inspiration and they, you know, were able to kind of, they, a lot of them seemed like they were very familiar with each other and it was, um, because they, you know, shared that common bond, I suppose. Yeah, there were stories of um, Bill Riley reflected upon. He remembers that uh, Bernie Saunders was appreciative of a call that Bill Riley once made to him. I guess it sort of wished him luck when he was uh, entering his first NHL game. I believe the same was said by uh, Tony McKechnie. I think there were some connections between various players about the the camaraderie they had. Um, Tony McKechnie re- remembers Grant Fuhrer, I think, was the only other player at the time a uh, point in his career that he played and talked about, you know, how, how, how was a different player as him being the only player out there as a black player and Tony and, and Grant Fuhrer had the mask on and he could sort of hide his identity in some way. So the players are all hockey players first, many of them are Canadian. Then thirdly, they bring this diversity to the game with them all being black players. And it was really interesting to see that the diversity of uh, what they wanted to share was totally respectful of how much they wanted to get into the issue of uh, racism or not. So we'd be lying to say that um, it wasn't a factor at some level for all players, but also um, just respectful of them sharing 
um, what they wanted to share. And for some, maybe it was a lot of experiences and for, for others, maybe it was nothing at all. But we really just wanted to, um, to give them an opportunity to touch on that subject. But it was all, but as well, just put front and center, just what are they most proud of in terms of their experiences of playing the hockey growing up and who's inspired them and we're able to listen to them about the uniqueness of, of their hockey experience that um, with, 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 which just adds to the richness of the game of hockey and the history of hockey, broadening their stories. And, and, and for me as well, like I've learned so much about the game um, because as, a, as an immigrant, like the only hockey team I ever really knew that was local to me was the, the Cardiff Devils in, in the UK. I feel like I've, I've kind of learned so much from their own individual experiences. Everyone, especially when we were dealing with difficult, difficult topics, had such a unique perspective on it and such a individual way of dealing with it and processing it and even how they remember that as a legacy. Yeah. And I think we've also learned that there's just a diversity of experiences that within that diversity, people bring diversity in terms of their experiences. So some grew up in rural communities. Um, a few players had been adopted and talked about the experience that that, that was like for them and how, how the adopted parents really gave them a new lease on life and gave them this opportunity. And, um, and then many of them talked about what type of role um, was they played to make the NHL. And, and that we know that in professional sports, it's very tough to make it at certain points in time. They had to adjust if they were going to be the scorer, if they were going to be the fighter, if they were going to be the checker. Um, they had to fight through injuries, which, uh, which is something that all professional athletes have to do. So some really unique experiences were shared. You know, it, it's, it's great that we know that we're going to be launching a season two soon as well. Um, how excited are you to know that we still get to kind of keep telling these stories? Really excited. I, I feel like um, the nice thing about podcasts, it's um, it's your digital book. And the, the fact that we've uh, structured this to be narrated segments of 20 minutes, it's like you're, you're getting a chapter every episode. So we have a lot more chapters to get through. Um, there's at least 100 players. And now we're going to interview another 10 players. But I think um, the listeners have been able to delve into each of the player experiences, the way that we've structured this. Yeah. Um, and I think that, um, you know, we've got already got some really exciting names attached for the second season. Um, and, you know, people whose stories are mind blowing, you know, the, 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 the interviews we've done so far, I, I can't believe, um, some of the, the anecdotes and stories from the experience that we've heard. That's right. Are we giving any sneak peeks for any of the names we're going to interview? <laughs> we, maybe we should. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. T tell them what the first episode is going to be with. Well, we did manage to get an interview with uh, Willie O'Ree, who's uh, 87 years old, um, a real hockey legend, really walking walking history um, for, for hockey and sports in general. So we're really excited to delve into uh, uh, Willie was really generous with his time and sharing his uh, his hockey experiences with us. Uh, from growing up in New Brunswick to uh, being becoming a baseball player, and we won't give away too much, but there's there's lots that uh, Willie will have to share. Yeah, Dean, I just wanted to say thank you because you know this has been um, you, this is your story and your endeavor, and you've you've been kind of collecting these cards and building this, and you've you know done all the work with the NHL, and you've done press to, to talk about and um, each of the cards and the players and everything like that. So um, it's incredible. We were so lucky to work with you on this. And um, I'm really excited for us to kind of move forward with our second season now. 
Yeah, the same goes to you, uh, Reese. Being a great collaboration, I think uh, we're looking forward to continuing to broaden the uh, these unique stories and uh, add to the diversity of uh, stories that um, that should be heard in the history of hockey. So, really looking forward to it. We're proud to be working with Hockey Equality. Hockey Equality is on a mission to create diversity at all levels of the game of hockey by lowering financial barriers for BIPOC female and other equity-deserving youth hockey players. If you've been moved by the stories shared on this podcast and want to help make hockey accessible to all, check out HockeyEquality.org. If you've enjoyed this podcast but would like to dive deeper, then check out our extended version of this interview at Recognize, Black Hockey Heroes of the NHL. You can click on the link in the show notes or find it wherever you get your podcasts. You can see the cards of the players in my collection at blackhockeycards.com. This has been a Podstarter production. production.